Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you not familiar, the 12 to 1 hour on WPKN, yes, that is what you're listening to, is dedicated to community radio. With the Band Central Radio Program appearing the fourth Monday of every month to showcase causes, nonprofits, and musicians that make Connecticut a diverse and rich place to live. What we aim to do in this midday hour is, is entertain you and educate you about the causes, music, and music for causes that can enrich your life, make you happy, and frankly, proud to be a Connecticut resident. Today, you're going to meet two great women who care a lot about helping others. Karen Brown, Vice President at Fairfield County's Community Foundation, who works tirelessly to promote philanthropy in our community. Hey, Karen. Hey, Rob. All right. And Carla Miklos, Executive Director of Operation Hope, that provides food and shelter assistance to those in our community that need the helping hand. You will also meet an extraordinary drummer, Eric Kalb, who is releasing his first album and is touring with Band Central this summer. More on them later. I am Rob Freed, and welcome to Band Central Radio, where we broadcast, as I said, the fourth Monday of every month right here on WPKN 89.5 FM and on your audio device of choice any time you want to listen on WPKN Podcasts. So this is a show where we reach into the nonprofit community. We get executive directors to come on, talk about their missions. Local musicians come on and talk about their music in a local scene. And we call it Funlanthropy. And it's where philanthropy meets music and fun. Hey, what could be better than that? Not much. (laughs) Wake up, Steve. (laughs) I'm having fun. (laughs) As mentioned, we got a great show in the next hour, and I'll be introducing you to Karen and Carla and Eric. We also have uh, that very distinguished voice you just heard, WPKN's Steve DiCostanzo here in the studio. Hey, Steve. Hey, Rob. It's good to do it again, and uh, really nice also to have Karen Brown in the new studio. So thank you. And also uh, uh, Paula. Good to Hello. see you. Again. Yes, and I yes. want to I want to introduce Paula Murphy, uh, who I just call P, so I don't mix up pa- Paula and Paula. Uh, she is Band Central's director of operations. Good morning, P. Good morning, and happy Monday, everyone. Good. So, look at here's the beef for today's show, or for those of you who prefer vegetarianism, the to- <laughs> the, the tofu. I want to talk with you about smiling. Um, you know, I spent a lot of my youth as a very serious person, and I think it's something I picked up from my mother as a strategy for being successful. You know, you work hard, be organized, pay attention to details, be hypervigilant, grind it out, and you will be successful. And while a lot of those attributes helped me, I walked around pretty tightly wound and spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to calm the anxiety in my mind. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I've always enjoyed a good laugh and bit of a partier, hippie, musician type. But inside, I wasn't at peace. Then I had dinner with a friend who told me about a meditation practice he did that involved smiling. Not, not a ripping smile, but more of a light smile, like, you know, the Mona Lisa or the Buddha. So if you're driving on I-95 right now at 75 miles per hour. I want you to, I want you to try uh, a Mona Lisa smile. You know, but and seriously, here's what I've learned 
or maybe not so seriously, here's what I've learned. Smiling can be considered a practice, which you can do all of the time. Put a little smile on your lips and put a smile in your heart. The more we can learn to smile, the lighter and happier our minds become. You know, it may sound a little silly, but scientists have discovered that the corners of the mouth are very important. The position of the lips correspond to different mental states. When the corners of your lips turn down, your thoughts tend to become heavy and unwholesome. And when the corners of your lips go up, your mind becomes uplifted and clear. So the feeling of joy can can arise more often. When you smile... Your brain releases tiny molecules called neuropeptides to help fight off stress. And then other neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins come into play. The endorphins act as a mild pain reliever where the serotonin is an antidepressant. And you don't even have to pay Pfizer anything for that. (laughs) You know, the mere act of smiling reduces blood pressure, lowers stress hormone, and boosts your mood. A British study that I read even found that one smile generates the same level of brain stimulation as up to 2,000 bars of chocolate. That's powerful. (laughs) Yes. And this is important to remember because, you know, a smile can help you change your perspective about all kinds of feelings and thoughts. So, dear WPKN listener, Please try to remember to smile into everything that arises in your life and everything that you direct your attention to. In other words, smile as much as you can yeah, all smile. day long. <laughs> and smiles are absolutely contagious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, looking around that, the table, I've, 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 there's a lot of massive grins going on. Right yeah, and also, you, you talk, Rob, you were talking about how the, your lips are upturned when you smile. I think it goes well beyond that. The other day I had a mask on and I smiled at someone who didn't have a mask on. So they didn't see my smile, my lips, Mm. but they smiled back at me. And I thought, wow. So they were able to see that I was smiling at them. Mm. In your eyes. Eyes. Yes. So powerful. Powerful. And Steve, you're you're a smiler. What what are you smiling about these days? Well, I'm a bit of a smiler, but I I guess I was thinking about two things. One, uh, as we get older, I'm just happy to have most of my teeth in my mouth so that I can have a nice (laughs) smile. (laughs) So that's one thing. But also... Somebody that smiles more than probably people would even ever realize is the Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama has this incredibly uh, great sense of humor. He's very smiley, and I think it's kind of an outward manifestation of his uh, compassion as well. So I just thought I would bring that in this direction. But you'll see a lot of pictures with the Dalai Lama. And, of course, he's a very serious person, like you had mentioned, that you were growing up. But he also has his – he can be very light and have just an infectious smile. Yeah. Also, I think that you can really impact someone with a smile. We don't always know what's going on in someone's life, what's going on behind those eyes. But sometimes you can smile at someone and it might change their day. Well, that is a quote from Paula Murphy. I oh. also want to quote Mother Teresa here. Oh, wow. Quote, Good company. <laughs> we, shall, <laughs> we shall never know all the good that a simple smile can do. End quote. Hey, let me update you on Band Central. Band Central has an exciting 2022 tour of themed concerts to help local nonprofits. 
And what these events do is they empower the nonprofits, donors, musicians, and the audiences to give generously through live the music while having fun. Our tour features some amazing musicians this year, and I'm, I'm going to read some of these names because I, I want you to know uh, who these wonderful people are. Gabrielle Lakshmi, Audrey Martels, Joe Gray, John Torres, Crispin Seo, Bill Carbone, Fuzz, Jean Marie Rivera, Scott Packham, Cyrus Madden, Tommy Weeks, Anthony David, Gene Santini, Eric Cal, Pat Marafioti, Scott White, Barry Blumenfield, Tara Angler, Pat Williams, Bobby Master, and Mike Marble. Yes. And we're going to be performing some amazing shows, Disco and Dance. Songs of the 1960s, radio hits of the past, present, and future, mm. Cruise to Paradise, Beach Party, and Rock into Summer. And it's for some amazing nonprofits Operation Hope, New Canaan Mounted Troop, Wolfgang and Company, Connecticut Institute for Refugees and Immigrants, Sterling House, Cardinal Sheehan Center, Marrakesh. Mission, Self, CLASP, Children's Learning Centers, Center for Family Justice, Maritime Aquarium, Common Ground, and our very own WPKN. We stand ready to help local nonprofits and musicians thrive. So let me give you some upcoming dates. I'm going to read these, but you can also visit Band Central. It's called experiencebandcentral.com to sign up for our monthly newsletter our updates, and follow us on Facebook at Experience Band Central. May 19th, we're playing for Operation Hope. It's a disco show at the Longshore Inn. May 20th, New Canaan Mounted Troop Disco at the Weeburn Beach Club. June 2nd, for Wolfgang, the 60s concert at Park City Music Hall. June 3rd for Siri, the 60s show at the Knowlton in Bridgeport. June 5th, we've got a house party for Common Ground, and that'll be jazz and rock at a, a cool little house up in uh, New Haven. <clears throat> June 10th for the Cardinal Sheehan Center, the radio hit show. June 11th, Sterling House, the 60s show at the Shakespeare Park in Stratford outdoors. June 29th, for Marrakesh, we'll be playing the radio hit show at Bear Smokehouse in New Haven. And finally, on July 30th, it will be the Connecticut Challenge. We'll be playing right up at the Green and Greenfield Hill at the conclusion of the uh, the ride that morning. Um, also, let me add that I play bass and sing in some groups with some upcoming dates. So you can check all that out at robfreedmusic.com for the schedule. And I also want to plug that I play in the Connecticut Grateful Dead All-Stars. And we have got some great shows this summer. Hey, it's now with great pleasure that I reintroduce Karen Brown. Karen is the Vice President of Development and Philanthropic Services at FCCF, where she works with the senior staff and the board members to strategize and execute on the foundation's overall fundraising and business development initiatives. Karen holds a Master's of Public Administration from the Robert Wagner Graduate School of Public Service at NYU, 
and a BA from Brown University. Uh, Karen's also a board member of Social Venture Partners here in Connecticut, a very important group in our community, of which I am also a member. And you might remember that I interviewed Mark Argosh, the executive director of Social Venture Partners, last month. So let me put it to you this way. The list of nonprofits and donors where Karen has provided help and advice is way too long to mention. She is beloved in our community. Welcome, Karen. Hi, Rob. It's great to be here this morning. Oh, thank you. Hey, why don't we start? Just tell us, you know, what what gets you inspired about the work you're doing at Fairfield County's Community Foundation? Well, so much. Um, I think that, you know, the, the, the unique aspect of a community foundation is that we have so many special uh, charitable funds that are established at Fairfield County's Community Foundation, very unique and very special funds. And I want to mention three um, that are really inspiring and um, make me very excited to get up and go to work every day. Uh, the first one is, some, uh, is a fund that's very near and dear to where we are actually sitting here at WPKN, and it's the Bridgeport Public Art Fund. And the Bridgeport Public Art Fund is a new fund that was established about a year and a half ago. And its mission is uh, to uh, commission um, public art in the downtown corridor of Broad Street. And right now we are accepting applications from artists that do public art um, for the very first project that will be at the Reeds uh, building, literally around the corner from WPKN on Broad Street. And if you visit BridgeportPublicArtFund.org, you can learn more about the work of the fund and our RFP for public artists. Um, so that's one, one fund I'm really excited about. The second is our Immigrant Success Fund. And the Immigrant Success Fund supports immigrant-serving nonprofits here in Fairfield County. And a grant that we recently made um, supported uh, the relocation um, needs of Afghan refugees uh, now living in Fairfield County. And it was a grant that we made um, to the Interfaith Refugee Resettlement Community in Fairfield, which is a coalition of faith institutions. Wow. So we are listening to Karen Brown from Fairfield County's Community Foundation here on Band Central Radio. I'm Rob Freed. Um, Karen's about to share with us uh, what the third a fund is. I hope this is the fund to build the pool in my backyard, but <laughs> we'll have to see. Go ahead. Tell us the third fund. Um, the third fund is our fund for women and girls. And our fund for women and girls supports women serving organizations in Fairfield County. And our flagship initiative is um, called the Emmy Coalition. And it is a women's health and wellness initiative that is housed at a wonderful nonprofit here in Bridgeport called Optimus Healthcare. And Emmy supports uh, the, uh, the healthcare um, and wellness needs of women and girls here in Bridgeport, supported by the Fund for Women and Girls at FCCF. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I know, you know, you know, listeners, if you're thinking about philanthropy, you might want to consider the possibility of having 
a donor-advised fund at Fairfield County's Community Foundation. I chose Fairfield County's Community Foundation to house the Band Central Fund, and John Mayer from Fairfield has chosen Fairfield County's Community Foundation to house the fund that he established in honor of his father, who was a teacher in the area. So, uh, you know, please reach out. Later in the interview, Karen will give uh, some of the contact details of how you can find out. Can I uh, switch to a question? Um, you know, I really think that there are some great things going on in Connecticut, and we had the privilege of having Mark Argosh, the director of Social Venture Partners, on the show last month. Um, can you fill listeners in on the important work of Social Venture Partners, where I know you're on the board? Sure. Um, Social Venture Partners Connecticut um, is a, a nonprofit that um, is working closely to close um, opportunity gaps in education and workforce development with a priority on uh, workforce development as well as early childhood education. One project that SVP is working on now that I'm really excited about is a team of SVP partners that are helping Open Door Shelter in South Norwalk um, look at their evaluating their financial empowerment center, which is an effort um, at Open Door Shelter to help um, residents of Open Door Shelter as well as community members in Norwalk advance in their um, in their job um, and education careers. So uh, take me back. I've not heard of Open Door Shelter. Mm-hmm. Could you explain what that is? It's it's right in Southport. And what do they provide? What kind of service do they provide? Um, it is actually in South Norwalk. Um, it's oh, a, South Norwalk. Yes, Excuse me. it's in South Norwalk. And it's an organization that's very similar to Operation Hope. It provides comprehensive services to homeless um, individuals and families. Um, and one of their uh, wonderful new um, initiatives is a major building um, uh, in South Norwalk called uh, the Smilo Life Center. And at the Smilo Life Center, there is a, um, a menu of programs uh, offering um, job training, education, ESL, um, access to uh, credential training. Um, and that is a project that Social Venture Partners is working on to help evaluate the impact of this financial empowerment center at Open Door Shelter. Oh, that's great. And, you know, one of the things that Social Venture Partners and Mark mm-hmm. have been very effective at is involving the government Mm -hmm. and getting um, Governor Lamont and his team on board so that they, we have access to those resources and, and real systems change, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I wanted to ask you about that so we can continue to inject some positive energy in that. And, you know, again, um, you can contact social venture partners, um, Connecticut, look it up online Mm -hmm. And find out about, you know, how you might be able to be involved. It's not a big financial commitment. It's more about, you know, do I want to help and, you know, help other people in need and be with other people that have a passion for that? Absolutely. Um, The team that's working um, with the Open Door Shelter um, is comprised of uh, individuals uh, from throughout Fairfield County that have diverse backgrounds people from the business uh, sector, nonprofit sector, and they're all working together pro bono to support uh, this really important nonprofit in South Norwalk, uh, the Open Door Shelter. Well, I'm I'm psyched that you are on the board of SVP and uh, and and able to uh, to help really inject some uh, 
some steroids yeah. into that situation. Now, um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, Karen, to describe a little bit about what it's been like to work with me and uh, <laughs> Paula and the band Central Group uh, in our impo- very important relationship with FCCF. Absolutely. Well, as uh, as you mentioned, Rob, um, Band Central is has a donor advised fund at Fairfield County's Community Foundation, which we've been thrilled to support since in- its inception. Um, what I love about our relationship with Band Central is that you help um, wonderful nonprofits reimagine their special events fundraising which, um, as you know, is such an important part of nonprofits' um, ability to sustain their organizations. Raising money through special events means that you're raising unrestricted dollars, and those dollars are the most precious dollars for a nonprofit. And you have helped maximize those special events, fun, um, that fundraising events, uh, for the nonprofits that, that you've partnered with um, Yeah, I was going to say uh, what Karen's referring to is since uh, 2005-06, Band Central has helped raise about $5 million to help local nonprofits through these events. It's probably getting close to about 150 events. Mm -hmm. So thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah. Funds and fun. And that makes us all smile, right? That's right. Sometimes uh, it you need some new energy in a, in a special event. You may be doing as a nonprofit the same special event every year, and uh, working with Band Central means that you're going to completely reimagine how you do it, um, and the result is going to be that you're going to have more fun organizing the event, implementing it, and most importantly, you're going to raise more money. Um, and that has been exciting for the Community Foundation to be part of. You know, it's it's also cool that. We, we develop relationships with these nonprofits. We get to know the senior staff and the board members and, and, you know, and where we can, we can provide some guidance and enthusiasm, um, you know, where we, where we start really rooting for them. You yes. Know? yes. The, the relationship is absolutely key. And it's even beyond that. I say our musicians connect with the clients mm-hmm. and it, it's like a family. It's great. Yeah. Having been to many Band Central events, I can attest that it's a very different experience. Um, The event is meticulously organized, thanks to Rob and his team. Um, And the nonprofits um, are super excited uh, to be uh, to be part of the the Band Central family. Um, And and it's helping their organizations sustain themselves, which is is really important as we come out of, you know, two years of, of covid. Well, we're listening to my good friend and and the senior executive over at Fairfield County's Community Foundation, Karen Brown, uh, here on WPKN 89.5 FM. Uh, Karen, why don't we wrap up? You know, anything else you want to talk about or or, uh, please give maybe your contact information or contact information of the foundation just so people who might want to follow up with you or the foundation are able to. Sure. Um, it's Karen Brown. Uh, my email is kbrown at fccfoundation.org. And you can reach me uh, by phone at 203-750-3203. And Karen, I want to say a thank you. Since I met you, this is like three years ago, mm-hmm. you are an inspiration. And <clears throat> the amount that you do is amazing. Thank you. Well, it's um, it's been a great journey at Fairfield County's Community Foundation. I've been privileged to work with amazing colleagues 
um, and amazing board members and, uh, and most importantly, uh, amazing nonprofit partners. Very cool. Well, we will be right back with Karen reading our segment called News of the Benevolent. Stay tuned. This is the News of the Benevolent. Uh, Dateline Bridgeport. This is about gas cards. The Community Foundation works with local philanthropists with donor-advised funds at Fairfield County's Community Foundation on impactful, hyper-local charitable giving opportunities. Given the current high cost of gas in our region, one fund holder at the foundation has recommended a generous grant to the Alliance for Community Empowerment right here in Bridgeport to distribute gas cards to those in need. Contact the Alliance at 203-366-8241 to learn more. Dateline Norwalk. April is Fair Housing Month, and you all know that Fairfield County is one of the most expensive housing markets in the United States. Fairfield County's Community Foundation is a key partner and funder of the Fairfield County Center for Housing Opportunity. The Fairfield County Center for Housing Opportunity brings together leaders from across sectors to find ways to increase and preserve our affordable housing stock here in Fairfield County. Get on the mailing list of the center to learn more about upcoming events and information. The website is www.fcchho.org. Dateline Fairfield. I know that Rob mentioned Band Central's upcoming events earlier, though I want to highlight that after a two-year hiatus due to the pandemic, Operation Hope, the nonprofit that helps shelter and feed neighbors in need, is hosting their 19th annual Evening of Hope from 6 to 10 p.m. on Thursday, May 19th at the Inn at Longshore in Westport with live music from Band Central, cocktails, dinner, and dancing. They will also honor Kathleen McNamara as their champion of hope for her dedication to ending hunger in our community. Visit www.operationhopect.org. Dateline New Canaan. In a similar vein, New Canaan Mounted Troop, the nonprofit that provides therapeutic horseback riding to young adults with developmental disabilities, invites you to their breeches and bow ties party from 6.30 to 9 p.m. on Friday, May 20th at Weeburn Beach Club in Rowayton. With live music from Band Central, cocktails, dinner, and dancing, they do a great job of enriching the lives of people with special needs through equine activities. Visit www.newcananmountedtroop.org. Thank you, Karen Brown. We will be right back with drummer extraordinaire Eric Kalb. Here is the premiere, never-before-heard version of Snake Eyes, one of Eric's new songs, and I'm really excited to share it with you.
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We are listening to Snake Eyes. Wow. That's uh, that's by the amazing drummer Eric Kalb. And uh, guess what? Joining us is none other than Eric Kalb. Welcome, Eric. <laughs> hey, Rob. How you doing? Good, man. I was... Uh, I was totally scintillated by uh, listening to Snake Eyes and feel kind of honored I got to play it as a premiere. Uh, let me introduce you before I uh, we start chatting. So okay. drummer, drummer Eric Kalb is a devotee of R&B soul drumming. He's got this improvisational aesthetic, but it's colored by sudden bursts of rock aggression. Based in, <laughs> you're not supposed to laugh, Eric. Based in Brooklyn, Eric is a multifaceted studio and touring drummer whose quote unquote energetic and exhilarating style, according to Jazz Times, keeps him in constant demand. He's laid it down hard for the supernatural force of Miss Sharon Jones, Charlie Hunter, John Schofield, and Dr. Lonnie Smith, along with performing in a number of band central shows over the years. Hunter calls Calb's drumming really cool and refreshing. I call it Calbalicious. Yes. Yes. Recent (laughs) recording set. Check this out. Recent recording sessions include soundtracks for the major motion pictures American Gangster and Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Calb's obsession with hitting things began in his 10th year, growing up with his family on Long Island, when he picked up some drumsticks and discovered what those around him had long suspected, that God (laughs) made him funky. Welcome, Eric. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Hey, so why did you choose drums? Oh, uh, well, initially I had chosen, you know, when they come around in uh, elementary school and say, you know, you can play an instrument in band. Um, at the time, the hottest thing on the radio was The Devil Went Down to Georgia by Charlie Daniels. So sure. initially I wanted to play the violin for that reason. <laughs> and, you know, I wanted to play the coolest thing that you could think of. And that at that moment. was. <laughs> but then I uh, quickly realized it's really, really hard to get a sound out of the violin. <laughs> I was terrible at it. So I had to wait a whole year and pick the next coolest thing that they offered. I mean, it would have been guitar, but they didn't really offer guitar in elementary school. So it was drums. And then, you know, I was just off and running from there. Yeah, pots and pans and drums, sure. Hey, yeah, yeah, definitely pots and pans. That is a cool, that's a cool story. Devil went down to Georgia, Charlie Daniels. Hey, hey, so, you know, present moment. Right now in 2022, we're coming out of COVID. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of musicians we know are kind of reinventing themselves. What What is getting you most inspired musically? Uh, you know, the, just the fact that we are coming out of COVID and we get to interact with each other again, because it was the, the isolation factor of the pandemic really uh, started taking its toll because it's, you know, it's 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 fun to practice at home alone and and work on things. And uh, there is a certain amount of isolation that musicians enjoy to, you know, to get their craft together. But I, the thing that I found that I'm really interested in is just, you know, playing 
with other musicians and interacting. Um, it's it's kind of it's it's my social life and it's my livelihood. It's everything rolled into one. I really at this point don't even go out and hang out anymore. I, I, I get it all from just doing a show or a gig or a recording session. The social aspect of it is in there. So I'm just inspired by all the other artists and musicians that I'm getting to, you know, reconvene with after this is coming out of this pandemic thing, you know. And Very. we're excited that you're going to be reconvening with us in some of our upcoming tours. And yes. Shows. Yes. Yeah. I'm really excited for that as well. Indeed. We're listening to Eric Kalb, drummer extraordinaire here on WPKN, Band Central Radio. Eric, we just listened to uh, the premiere of your track, Snake Eyes. Can you talk about that and a little about your new album, Go Time? Yeah, so um, I've had a long-standing obsession with this uh, style of music called soul jazz, which is kind of a funk, hybrid funk jazz music and uh years ago i played uh with the great uh melvin sparks who lived um well he lived up in uh, mount vernon and he would i met him when i lived in connecticut and so i had i joined his band in uh well, 2002 and did some touring with him and then subsequently uh was able to play through that with uh, one of the greatest organ players uh, who just recently passed away, Dr. Lonnie Smith, and was able to tour in Europe with them. So it's kind of like a, a high point for that style and genre. And it was time for me to make my my own record, you know, just have a statement out there. And um, I've been playing around New York and just, you know, once again, being obsessed with this type of music. I know so many different organ players and guitar players and horn players that are really into this style. There's a lot of it's kind of like an underground kind of little coalition we have of any you know anybody that's into this stuff, and it's kind of a, a great foundation for us to jump off of. So, long story short, it was it all tied together, and it just totally made sense for me to make a record that's in this style. A lot of it comes from like '60s, late '60s, early '70s. Uh, soul jazz records like Blue Note records from that period. So we made a record uh, with my good friend Matt Cherkoff, who's a guitar player, and my friend Kyle Poehler. And I'm out in Jersey now, actually, so these guys live right around me, and they're just some of my favorite guys to play with. And, uh, you know, Matt wrote a lot of the music um, as as my ghost writer, uh, um, co co-producer on this record, and he did a great job because he's just a, a master of the style and um, both of them are. And, uh, and also writing stuff that's in that genre that really sounds legitimate and authentic. Well, that sounds really cool. And I, I hope uh, we'll be able to uh, uh, have listeners hear more of uh, go time in the near future. Uh, we got to wrap up here, Eric, but I, I would okay. love you to just tell listeners how they can find you. Uh, well, I, and, and I have also, a website. Yep. Go, go give give us that handle, and also you know tell us real quickly about what's going on with uh, Park City Music Hall that, because that might be a great opportunity for p- people to come see you and meet you in person. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I do have a website. It's www.ericalbmusic.org. Org. Yeah. Um, and is it org or com? It's probably I, com. Boy. It's com. 
I think it's something. Try, try both. <laughs> try both. <laughs> I can't remember offhand. I get confused with that. And then I just started uh, a little late, uh, my own Facebook music page. That's uh, Cal Drums. So I'll be putting a lot of stuff up there. In fact, right after I get off the phone, I'm going to put up a video that is uh, a companion with the tune you just heard on this video session of us uh, recording that. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, a show that I'm, I'm planning on doing at Pars- the new, beautiful, amazing Park City Music Hall. I just played there last week with this band, The Pimps of Joy Time, and it went great, and it was my first time in there, and it's just, uh, it's just stunning what they've done up there. Um, so we're still working out the details on that. Oh, it's going to be kind of like an Eric Calvin Friends kind of situation. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to have some friends of mine from the city with a band that I'm putting together, and some friends from Connecticut uh, as special guests. I mean, that's all I can see right now. All right, well, the works, but but somewhere towards the end of the summer, we're we're working on that. Great. Well, I encourage alive. I encourage people to go to the Eric Kalb. Uh, website as well as his Facebook page and check out the website for Park City Music Hall where you can come meet Eric in person. Eric, thank you very much for your time and for thank that you, and Rob. for letting uh Band Central premiere your new tune Snake Eyes. Take care and I'll see you real soon. Perfect. Thank you, Rob. Bye bye. All right, all right. Well Joining us now is a special guest, Carla Miklos. Carla has played a critical role in ending chronic homelessness in Connecticut, working tirelessly to change the way homeless individuals and families are served in Fairfield and across our region. She joined Operation Hope in 2007 after working for the Connecticut Housing Finance Authority as the manager of the Residential Lending Division. She is a long-term advocate for affordable housing, homeless prevention, and economic opportunity. She was instrumental in creating the Community Development Financial Institution, CDFI, focused on providing access to savings, credit capital, and financial education to underserved populations. Carla, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, so, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself beyond the bio in terms of how did you become a leader and homelessness advocate? And, and like, why do you care about that? You know, <laughs> that's a great question. So I, um, I think there are a couple of things that come into play. So the first one is I had a long career in financial services and I was very, very fortunate to um, work for um, a large financial institution that um, created a lot of innovative products and services, and then would spin them off and sell them to feed their main businesses. And so I worked for this organization in um, asset management and um, uh, default management. And I, my division that I worked in, I was purchasing default, defaulted portfolios, mostly real estate, and then reselling those to investment bankers. Mm-hmm. And so my job was to mitigate their losses or to see if we could make them a profit on some of that. And so through that effort, I learned a lot about eviction, foreclosure, and really the devastation that happens in communities where um, disinvestment happens and businesses move on and just the effects of that. And I started thinking, all these skills I'm building could really help my community. Um, but, you know, the opportunity didn't present itself. And then the large organization so- sold the spinoff. And um, I found myself lucky enough to make a change. And there was a nonprofit in Bridgeport that was running a small Um, homeless prevention fund, but they didn't really know anything about running a loan fund, and they didn't know that much about homeless prevention. And I happened to have that unique 
set of skills. So I approached them, and at first they were totally disinterested. You don't have an MSW. We don't know who you are. You don't come from our world. But I was persistent and begged them to hire me for like 25% of what I had been making. And um, I was just lucky enough to walk into that job and really change the way they (laughs) saw financial education for our community and um, how to create opportunity, which dovetailed with a whole conversation that was happening on the federal level about helping people cross the economic divide. So the timing was really great to have an opportunity to do that. It does sound like a story where you're in the right place at the right time. With a good dose of persistence, you made a big change. Yeah, I think it was just so fortunate. I was just so lucky to do it. And, you know, I had, um, I've grown up with parents who were very much social justice activists and probably were a little disappointed when I went into financial services. So I kind of righted that ship a little bit for my family. And I think what I, I hope what I accomplished there was just opening that conversation that everybody deserves an opportunity to build assets, to have access, and um, to really work on preventing homelessness, which I did with the help of Karen Brown and the Fairfield County Community Foundation. And so it's nice to be on the show with her. She was with me right in the beginning. Oh, so it's interesting as a story that you were a financial engineer and like looking at spreadsheets and so forth, and then you kind of empathetically realize there's people behind these numbers. Yeah. <laughs> there's actual yeah. people, you know, and exactly. and then you felt into that and you, you started caring about the who was on the other side of the, the engineering. You right. know? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that because young people today don't even realize that economics is a social science, right? And it's about how money affects people in society. So um, I think that, that that path I took is kind of an example of recognizing it's all connected. You know, money for just money's sake is, is money. But what it can do to um, influence change in a community is tremendous. Great, great. We're listening to Carla Miklos from Operation Hope here on WPKN, Band Central Radio. So let's, let's uh, click on the present moment. Sure. And what is the state of hunger and homelessness in our community now? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. If you had asked me this before the pandemic, we were really on a a great trajectory to to really resolve some of these problems. But the pandemic brought a lot of things to light. And that really was um, how close people are to, you know, really struggling. And the loss of jobs, the isolation, it's really um, opened our eyes to a lot of things. So, for example, we run the food pantry for the town of Fairfield. And when the pandemic first struck, we weren't even sure how we would be able to handle that. And thanks to the uh, emergency response team in town, my staff, we figured out a way to continue to provide food. And luckily we did because with all the retail and restaurant industry barely making it, all those people who worked for those companies and those, those stores and those restaurants were finding themselves without a paycheck. And so providing groceries and helping people over that that sort of hump was really, really critical. So you, did you see like a market increase in demand from your base level? Absolutely. Like, like, like a like 60% a, increase. It was dramatic and fast. And it was people that might have never imagined that they would have needed the services you provide. Absolutely. Right? And, and through, you know, through the pandemic and now in this recession that we're dealing with, we're still seeing that. And we're seeing people, you know, come to us feeling very awkward about needing help. And we tell them right away, this is why we're here. We're here for you. I started putting signs all around town, reminding people we're open. We're here for any resident. We don't ask a lot of questions. If you need food, we have food. So when we, when we say we, 
We is Operation Hope. Can you tell us a little bit more about Operation Hope in terms of what are, what are the priorities now for Operation Hope and how can people who are listening get involved potentially? Oh, great. So we, we do a lot of things. And um, so basically our goal is to end hunger and homelessness right here at home. And we do it through a series of programs and services, including uh, homeless outreach, Um, So we've got people who are going out on the street and looking for people in need and building rapport with them and helping them think about possibly making a change. And then we have people called navigators who do the intake to get them into our uh, coordinated access network. So you may not be aware, but across Fairfield County, we've um, combined all our continuums of care. So all the homeless service providers work together to set policy and best practices um, and streamline the process for people getting help. So I have a team of navigators who do those intakes for people who are experiencing homelessness to get them quickly into the system and assess how we can help. Can we divert you from homelessness altogether or do you need to go through, you know, the the whole system until we can get you housed? Now, is a navigator uh, a a volunteer position or uh, I'm just wondering, say somebody wanted could somebody get the training to become a navigator for Operation Hope? How, did, how would that work? You know, or is that not available? It's not available a- now, but it's an interesting question. We've been talking about figuring out ways to have volunteers come out with our outreach team and give out water and meet people that are out there to really understand the problem and maybe support our navigators in the work that we do. So I think over the next year, uh, assuming the pandemic starts to wind itself down appropriately, I think we'd like to develop an actual training school where people can come in, volunteers can learn more about us and actually get a credential that we'll create for them to learn how to do some of this work. Now, on Thursday, May 19th, we'll be having a very important event at the Longshore Inn uh, to bring, to gather all the friends of Operation Hope and have a little music and food and so forth. Maybe, uh, I hope you're as psyched about that as I am. By the way, Eric Kalb, the drummer that we were just talking to, he's the drummer on that. I was hoping you'd say that. We have cultivated a list, a, a, a playlist of like the best disco music of this funk music of the 70s which is his specialty and you know close to my heart but tell us a little bit about that event and maybe why don't you give some social media handles so people who want to learn more about operation hope can get in contact definitely so we're super excited you know we've we haven't had really any events um over the last two years and um we attempted to have an event with you this summer that we couldn't pull off. And so we're really, really happy to be with Band Central. And um, I just know it's going to be fabulous. And it's an opportunity really for people to just enjoy themselves and socialize in a safe space and, and just hear some great music in a beautiful venue and just hear a little bit about what we do and why it's important. And I think we're all ready for it. Yeah, it's time. And it's I, time. so May 19th, keep your fingers crossed for good weather because at the Inn at Longshore, it's a beautiful view. So mm-hmm. we're looking forward to it. And it gives me an opportunity um, to speak to people who hopefully already care about what we do and remind them how important that work really is. Wow. So we're, uh, we're getting toward the end of the hour here. It's uh, Rob Freed from Band Central Radio here with uh, Paula Murphy and Steve DiCostanza. I really want to thank our guests. We've been listening to the, the wonderful Carla Miklos from Operation Hope. We've got Karen Brown back in the room. We want to thank Eric Kalb. I also want to thank the uh, the team, Audrey Neforis and Andy Cadison from our team. Um, Karen, what was your favorite part of the show? 
I think just being at WPKN and uh, being able to talk about the work of Fairfield County's Community Foundation with you, Rob, um, it's it's just wonderful, and I'd love to be back. And you're smiling. I am smiling, <laughs> and I'm going to remember to smile more. <laughs> and this was, and it's a little bit of a coming home because Carla said, you know, when she started here in, with Operation Hope, again, Karen Brown is everywhere. She was there. Providing grease on the wheels, which is Karen just makes it, she makes philanthropy fun. Karen's in my short list of people I love. I Uh-oh. love Karen Brown. She's always got the answer. Oh, and I don't if she know about that. She finds the answer. <laughs> Carla is, uh, has a long career in uh, nonprofits, and I remember meeting Carla when she was at LifeBridge yeah. here in Bridgeport. It was a great opportunity I had there, and I appreciate you just being a resource for us at that time. Great. Wow. Paula, what was your favorite part of the show? Smiling, smiling. And everybody out there, make it contagious. Continue to do so. All right. Well, it's been a great time. Steve, you have something to add? I just wanted to thank uh, Karen uh, Brown because we have our endowment fund for WPKN there. And also she was very, very helpful in getting our uh, capital campaign off the ground to move to uh, downtown Fairfield. So thank you again. Well, it's uh, it's with great humility that we're able to thank Karen because she's not a person that likes to have the light on her. Join us next Monday, May 30th. We'll have Amanda Meeson from Sterling House and guitarist Scott White, Band Central, check in at.